Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome to Cinematic Adventures this week in Star Wars Month. I'm back with Doug. Hi, everybody. Yeah, being all cheery and shit. And we are going to talk about, most likely argue entirely, about Return of the Jedi. Because <laughs> it was a gleeful piece of shit. No, it was my favorite when I was a kid. Right, but that's you were adults now. That's the part I didn't say until right now. He's been talking about how shit this movie is. And I'm like, yeah, that was my favorite of the trilogy. I, to this day, will say that the best of the original trilogy was Empire Strikes Back. But my favorite yeah. was Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. So you were right when you said Empire Strikes Back. And it's the last good Star Wars thing. Is Yeah. Never. When was that? Like, 1980. We're done. Like, yeah, okay. that's it. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Cinematic Adventures. I'm glad we settled that. <laughs> yeah, it's so much help. Thanks. No, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Sean will be joining you next week. <laughs> <laughs> you which one? Because you could remember his name. And Lance Vince. Oh, yeah. Which one is Lance Vince doing? Clone Still Wars? Still not his name. Still not his name. No, um, I'm going to do Clone Wars with my friend Eric. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Paul from One Good Thing is going to do The Last Jedi. He didn't like it's funny because like he didn't come on the show to do The Last Jedi. But we were talking about Philadelphia story. And you know how like uh, Mike tend to talk for a little bit. Um, and then like somehow we bring up Star Wars every time. Um, I wonder what's going to be during Star Wars month. Like, am I going to bring up The Matrix? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's going to happen. Also, the the most horrible thing that I don't even know if I should say it out loud, but like the most horrible thing just happened in my head what? where I was trying to draw correlations. It's just how my brain works. Look, I was trying to draw correlations between Philadelphia story and I only heard Philadelphia. And I'm trying to draw correlations between no. Phantom Menace and Philadelphia. No, and not Phantom like, Menace. It's the last And I was time. like, don't say it. Don't say it. Do whatever you're thinking. Don't say it. No, it wasn't. Not Phantom Menace. Last Jedi. Oh, um, Last Jedi. The other yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't quite remember how it happened, but I know that we ended up talking for The Last Jedi for at least an hour. So I was like, that's got, because like I went to look at it and I'm like, oh, this is over two hours. And the well, that's going to be, that's going to be really Jedi. easy for you though, because you're a really big Ryan Johnson fan. Wash your mouth out with soap <laughs> and then no, come sorry. back here. And I had to physically cover my mouth after I said that. About how awesome Return of the Jedi was. Okay. All right. All right. So, so we're, we're going to start with Act One. The show. You were dictating the terms of my own show to me when you were like, here's how we're going to do this. <laughs> you were saying, oh, no, no, no. What I was trying to do. Act One. No, no, okay. So what I was trying to do was keep mm -hmm. this from becoming a complete ADD fest like the last episodes we've done. You mean like all of the episodes? Hello, that's how I, my brain works. Okay, that's right. But I was trying. I was trying to take the onus off of Sean and Vince Lance. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So. Here's the deal. If you are a fan of this show, that means inherently something about me you're okay with or you like, and that's probably how kooky I am. And the fact that my crazy ass is like a train that jumps off the tracks and right when you think it's going over the rails, hops right the fuck back on and we end up at the destination. That's right, well, like, that's my charm. That's the appeal of the show. 
I'm going to agree to that. But I need you to agree to something if you were going to drag my ass out at this hour uh-huh. to be a grown man on a podcast talking about a Star Wars film. I need you to put your right hand up and make an and, and make a promise to me. Oh, geez. What, what is this promise? I, Jackie. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just say the promise first. I, I make no promises until I know. Promise to not make one Matrix reference oh, when talking wow. about a Star Wars film. What? Yes, I insist. Why would I do that? Politely. That's like, say, that's like asking me to cut off one of my feet. Mm. And not true. All right, do your best. How's that? Why you gotta handicap me? What what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you can't operate without a without a Matrix reference in your pocket. I, and why did I my mean, voice just do that? That was weird. Star Wars. So clearly, if we're already talking about Star Wars, my brain has to go somewhere else. It's either going to be Princess Bride, Matrix, or the MCU. All right. Well, keep one it to of Princess those three Bride. is coming out at some point. All right. We all know that. Okay. So, Return of the Jedi. We're going to start in Act One, which is the tattooing business, right? That's where it starts. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I guess it starts at the Death Star where the guy, the general guy is all. Wait, I you thought know, you started. said you'd seen this 200,000 times. I you have. Yeah, that's why I just remembered that. Yeah. OK, so the beginning. Well, of course, there's the crawl and then you get the the shuttle Tidarium approaching the, the half a Death Star with Darth Vader on it. And he's all like, you bitches better get back to work because you're all mm-hmm. slagging off. And he's like, we will double our efforts because the emperor is coming and I'm a bitch. And then we go to Tatooine with C-3PO and R2 approaching Jabba's palace. Indeed. Right. So So what is it about? So do you want to just talk about the movie straight through? Or do you want to get right to why you're wrong? No, (laughs) no, we don't have to have the (laughs) argument. No, we'll just we'll just take it as it comes. Okay. Okay. Now, right away, we have to mention there was a deleted scene, right? This is around the period where like, like Luke Skywalker built his lightsaber in his cave that we later learned was supposed to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Right. Where he had like the little screwdriver that you would use for your glasses. <laughs> he's all tinkering with the little shit. And he's in, you know, cause you, you know, you build something that intricate in a cave and then, you know, he shoves it in on C3PO's, you know, oil hole and then send them on their way. But that didn't make the film. And it's a good thing because it has since been retconned that the way Jedi construct their lightsabers, they do it using the force entirely. They're really? not that's a thing. Look, yeah. It's a th- it, if you'd seen the actual episodes of the Clone Wars, you would know that. No, I, I don't watch cartoons. But it's good. And you have a kid. Just put her in front of you and be like, yeah, we're going to watch. Six, six, yeah, six. she's watching it. Ain't me. Right. Exactly. There you go. All right. I'm going to try that. But yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You had to only use the force to make your lightsaber. Yeah, you're supposed to. So um, back in the day of the Jedi, they would take you to the um, the place where the kyber crystals like kind of grew naturally. And you would go in there and you would have to feel which one is calling to you. So basically the kyber crystal picks you and then you get it. And then oh, it got all Harry Potter and shit there. That's kind, kind of- yeah, kind of. And then you, um, before you go to get your kyber crystal, you've already been a Padawan for a while and you've learned, you know, how to wield lightsaber and you learn how to put it together, but you don't get to actually put yours together until you go get the kyber crystal. And then, you know, so it's kind of like you do, it's kind of like getting a driver's license. Like you have to learn how to drive a car before you allowed to drive a car. And then once you get it, you like meditate to put it together and you let it like, you kind of feel where to put it. And if you do it wrong, then the whole thing just falls apart and gets all over. 
as you're telling me this and I'm, and I'm being serious, like I'm wondering if that was retconned and I know this is really random, but I, I, I'm wondering if it was retconned um, that specific way to refer you back to the scene in one of the shit, the shit quotes where he's like, where Anakin is cutting the, the pair, the space pair or whatever. And he's like, Obi-Wan would kill me if he saw me doing this, like to make that scene maybe more taboo. I don't know. That's just, that just crossed my mind. I don't know why, but no, if you're but like you assembling do. and dissembling things with the force and he's not really supposed to be yeah. doing uh, that. The, in yeah. the, the, the Clone Wars does go back to, or not, sorry, the cartoon, the animated Clone Wars TV series takes right. place in between episodes one through three. Actually, right. I think it all takes place. That much I gathered because I did watch the last two. five. I did. I'm all kidding aside. I did. I did watch the last five. Yeah, but see, you miss the emotional payoff because the first five seasons, you get to know the clones. Like it, the first. Five I heard that. I heard that. I, you know, also, I cheated. I watched a couple of YouTube videos. Where, yeah, I watched one of those YouTube videos where one of those dorks talk in front of a room, for, like one of one of these like grown men are talking in front of you know in front of a room full of toys, and they explained the whole six seasons, oh, and okay. I was like, and like fifteen minutes that took, and I was like, thank you, your poor wife. And then I went to another video. Honestly, I think the Clone Wars is some of the best Star Wars has ever had to offer. It sounds um, like it. Like I like I know people are very excited for the coming Filoni verse, and you know, and when I've heard him talk on like Mandalorian interview, like the the behind the scenes series mm -hmm. of the Man Mandalorian, like that guy is. If there's a keeper, I guess to the the lore of Star Wars, I guess it would be him, right? Yeah, honestly, he should have been the one. He should have been creative head this whole time. Because he understands the he understands the the world building and the story and like just the myth of Star right. Wars better than anybody aside from George Lucas. Yeah, like it made me hate the sequels more. Yeah, knowing yeah, that that guy was on staff the whole so time, you, you guys could have just texted him and right, been like, "Exactly, exactly, what's going yeah. wrong?" And he could have been like, "Everything, get me a cab," <laughs> and he would have fixed the whole thing. <laughs> get me a cab. But see, that's the thing, though, like. They knew, like, there were people, like, even Mark Hamill was like, yo, that's not Luke. Like, what are you doing? There, and even, like, it's not even J.J. Abrams completely to blame because he turned in a script for Force Awakens and Kennedy was like, nope. That is script she, was is closer she, to actual Star Wars lore. And she was the one who was like, no, do this, do this, do this. And then, right, the last again, day, she let are you, one, are you one of the, like, blame, blame Kennedy for every thing wrong with the current star wars i'm asking seriously i'm not i'm not he's the head of lucasfilm and from everything we've seen it is her fault because the creatives keep saying like no i was following star wars lore she came and told me no so yeah it is her fault she's the head of lucasfilm all right because again i watched one of those videos where the grown man was talking in front of a room full of toys here we go and and he said the same <laughs> oh, i'm not i'm being serious and he said the same thing he was like blaming cat he was like heretic witch like he was like really mad. He didn't use those so, words. The reason why, again, the reason why I would do that is not just because is it, you probably called her like a nerf herder or something. Oh, well, I mean, um, right. so I'm, I mean, obviously I'm a woman, I'm a feminist. I am not one of those people who's like, Oh, it's all the woman's fault. No, but in this case it is all the woman's fault because right. she was terrible at her job. She, again, She's the head of Lucasfilm. Bob Iger, even in his book, was like, yo, I paid for the treatments for 7, 8, and 9 from Lucas and gave it to Kennedy and to uh, Abrams. And hmm. Abrams 
looked at that treatment, tweaked it a little bit and was like, okay, here's a, like a, <laughs> like an outline for seven, eight, nine that he would do. And here's the script for the force awakens. And Kennedy was the one who was like, no, I want this to focus on my, on the new character. I don't want this to focus on the old one. So, so it was her like idea Bob. to take Luke out of the force awakens. So what is it? So the, the Bob Iger book for nerds acts as like the Mitchell report. <laughs> I mean, it's in his own words, and he wasn't saying like he went through the whole thing of like how he got Star Wars, like how because Lucas w- had not intended to sell, and he convinced him to sell, and right. then he explained everything, pretty much everything that happened, and like he's the one who bought the treatment from George, and George is the one George like didn't fully trust him, so in order to make sure everything was okay, it's like that scene in like Greek tragedies or in, in any story really, where it's like like Macbeth which I know right. is not a Greek tragedy, but leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I'm like, right. where... I just, let, I just let you go with it. I'm like, yeah, all right, no, I, I know it's not, it's a Shakespeare, but whatever. Um, but it's this this situation where like... I'm sure he had like a Greek girlfriend or something. Well, the Greek tragedy in mind is always Oedipus Rex, which is the same thing. In order right. to avoid a certain fate, you end up making decisions that run you want like a beeline right into it. That's what Lucas did. He was like, I don't want Disney to fuck up my stories, so I'm going to put... I'm going to put Kennedy in charge of Lucasfilm. And she's the one who fucked up the stories. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just like that part of Kung Fu Panda when they were like, oh, we must make sure that this one villain doesn't come. And they were like, okay, go go secure everything to make sure he doesn't come. And in the act of securing things, that's how he gets out. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's, it's right. that, like, he's trying to prevent it and ended up creating, like, a beeline to doing exactly what he was trying to not do. So yeah, it was. Oh, this made me sad just now. Like, it, like. <laughs> but here, there's good. There's good news though. Um, Kennedy is not. She's still the head I'm of. Pouring another sake, by the way. Creative power, because um, Iger, you know, stepped down, and Bob Chapek is taking his place. And from all the reports, Chapek is like, okay, Kennedy is allowed to do like exactly two things, and then fuck off. <laughs> mm, right. And he put Favreau and uh, Filoni in charge of pretty much Lucasfilm from you know from here on, like. All of the creative decisions are going through Favreau and Filoni, and they're well, the ones. Yeah, that's good news. I mean, that's good news because I mean, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the details. I'm glad you you filled me in, and that other dude filled me in, and I guess it is her fault. Yeah. So, all right, into the bog of eternal stench with you, Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, I'm, so we're at. You couldn't even like use a Star Wars reference for her, really. No, I went. No, no. No. I'm sorry. You know, here you go. You couldn't have put her into the Sarlacc pit. I was just going to say, I was going to say just that. Yeah. But which Sarlacc pit though? Is it going to be like the, the butthole in the sand or the Audrey two from little shop of horrors version from the special edition? Since I'm a purist, um, the Audrey version doesn't exist. It's just, so we're back to butthole in the sand. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had teeth. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Right. It didn't have the, I mean, it really does look like it, it does. It does. It's like feed me Seymour. And they just, you know, start throwing guards in the thing. So that's ridiculous. But we're not there yet. We are at Jabba's palace. We're not there. We're still at Jabba's palace. All right. Okay. So. And a little, the little doorbell comes out and he's like, and he's talking to them. Mm-hmm. And then it opens the door, which is the shittiest security. Like you, you we've talked about this. You've seen every mob movie, right? This yeah. is a gangster's palace. Yes. Fortuna, that's his name. The guy with the fucking tentacles around his neck. Is that him? Who? 
who's the guy, the white uh, Twi'lek that is Jabba's like right hand man? Is that? Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. I, know not, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. All right. So he comes to the door and he's like, you know, uh, you can give me the message. And they're like, no, we got to give it to him himself. And he's like, frustrating droids. Go this way. Potential rolling bomb. Like right okay, out of the, that's the thing. Okay. I think that like there's a thing in Star Wars because even in the Clone Wars, they do this. They scan droids and they scan to see like, uh, is there any life form? No, it's just a droid. Okay. Is there a and lightsaber they- in his oil hole? Did they check that? They didn't. <laughs> I mean, but see, but see, that's the thing, though. If there is a lightsaber in the oil hole, who cares? There's no human to wield it. It's just a droid with it. Like if even if there's a, he could be holding 50 lightsabers, but he's just a droid. What do you think? C-3PO is going to use the lightsaber? Like, no. So that's why they're like, oh, it's just a droid. And like that happens about 25 times in the Clone Wars, by the way, where like different factions. Uh, yeah, this like, is what's going to happen. OK, so this is what's going to happen to this entire episode. So you're going to retcon everything that I say. <laughs> With As we go through the episode, no, with the whole return of the Jedi, like everything I go forward, you could be like, well, actually, the explanation is this. And I'm going to be like, all right. There's also expanded universe, which I don't know. I'm not that big of a nerd. I was familiar a little bit with the Thrawn trilogy a little bit, but I don't remember any of it. I just remember thinking it was cool. Thrawn's pretty badass. Yeah. But I know, again, I know Thrawn like through the Clone War. All right. So right out of the gate, you have this implausible bullshit of this guy letting a rolling bomb into a gangster's palace. Right yeah, no, the- but now it's not implausible because remember the eye. Right, he got scanned. Yeah. Right. And there's right. The, remember they're looking. But didn't see the lightsaber he was possibly armed with, with the and, kyber again, crystal in the middle that could do a, anything. Even if a droid has a lightsaber, what the hell is a droid going to do with the lightsaber? You have to be in the Star Wars universe. Lightsabers are pretty much useless unless you're a Jedi. So a droid carrying a lightsaber. Uh, no, Han Solo like cut open a tauntaun with it. What are you talking about? Like he just yeah. started, he would like, bloop, turn it on like a flashlight. Bloop, just yeah, but he useless. It, he used it to say he used it that one time. Name aside from that one time when he used it to cut open the tauntaun. Whenever do you see a non-force wielder? wield a lightsaber when do you see anybody use it as a weapon because even then he wasn't using it as a weapon when do you see them use it as a weapon there is a rolling barrel shaped droid with a weapon a force user in his oil hole (laughs) i don't know i'm not not i'm not going with you on this one i normally i would be like no you know right you're you're right jackie it's probably was but but answer my question though aside from han solo using it to open up the tauntaun whenever and just forget the rest of them we could go through all the rest of them but just in the original trilogy when else does anybody else was about to use it again when he was in the net when they got caught in the net and he was like han reach for my saber and he was ready to to go for it again to cut them out of that net so he was like apparently anyone could just use a lightsaber i don't think that was what he was going to do i think he was telling han to reach for a saber and give it to him i that's how i saw it I, I thought it was like right. get the light like he couldn't reach it his hands were away from it so he wanted Han to get it and hand it to him that's what i said all right i'm gonna pick my battles and okay. i'm gonna pick all right so all right all right point he was scared okay, so they're in we'll so the two droids are now inside jabba's okay so they get into the hut where they meet jabba and the hero of return of the jedi salicious crumb the little <laughs> really? he is yeah really? the hero the, the <laughs> hero say of- Lando. no 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 
No, so let's just Crumb is the hero of Return of the Jedi because he looks around oh, at that set in God. both versions of the movie, the original and the special edition. He looks around, takes one look at the Max Rebo band and goes like, which means this is bullshit. And he just laughs like I am in the most ridiculous movie ever. No, seriously, look at this one thing. That makes him the hero? Yeah, that He's makes him the hero. little rat. Fuck, he's not a hero. <laughs> he is the hero of the story. And he like oh. and he don't even die either. Like Princess Leia, like bleh, fucking chokes his boss out, and R2D2 hits him with the laser, and he's still motherfucking R2D2 while he's hanging from the ceiling. So this is Crumb is the hero of the Star Wars. I'll just say Return of the Jedi. I'm pretty sure that's blasphemy. It's not hundred percent, but I'm I'm at like 78% that that's blasphemy. All right, so what else happens? All right, so Princess Leia comes in as a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite action figures, right? Because she had the helmet. Yeah, with Chewie, right? Mm-hmm. And Chewie's, you know, all, you know, like, oh, that was a pretty good plan. I like that mm-hmm. plan with the thermal detonator. But yeah. what else do we see while all this is going on? Like, Lando's so, chilling in the background. Right, with the teeth mask. Right. Right, which, oh, yeah, totally, totally hid who he was, by the way. Absolutely. I wouldn't have known. Well, okay. Carazine at all. But here's the thing, though. Like, they don't have IDs, nothing. Well, no, here's the thing. He's not, remember, he's not a part of the resistance. He is a scoundrel. So he very much belongs there. Oh, that's a good, you know what? That was way better than the scanning because I was going to say, did they scan him when he walked in? No, but he. And they were like, and he was like, they were like, let me look at the computer. Deep, deep, deep. Yep, he's on the scound. He's on the scoundrel list. He belongs here. Remember, he like Han. He was a scoundrel the whole time. That's why he was the head of Cloud City. And him being in there is not like that. Would not be shocking because you know a scoundrel being in a it's it's essentially like Mos Eisley. Like that's not that big a deal for him to have been there. I don't wait. I'll, he doesn't okay, okay, so maybe till the end of this movie. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that one. But well, actually, no, in the middle, he joins. Well, OK, but still, this is the beginning. He hasn't joined. Right. Yet. He's still like he's I have a question with Darth Vader. So now, this. OK, so I have a question. You might want to save this for the Empire episode. But like what I'm, I don't understand how scoundrel equates to ambassador of Cloud City. Right. Like, how does he how does the fact that he was a scoundrel make him the the ambassador or did he did he swindle his way to that position yeah that's the thing like for me the way i always saw lando was he and it's kind of like i saw this i saw him like this before but then when you see the movie solo it's like yeah that's what happened um he is a swindler so he's like he's like james bond and like a gambler all rolled into one where like Hmm. okay the best gambler but he also cheats but nobody ever catches him. Oh, and he's like a total swindler and like he can talk his way out of anything. Um, mm. And so he was able to like, he gets things by people, by winning and people give him stuff. And so he just kind of like always just like swindles up the chain. And essentially right. a, what is a politician other than a swindler? That's true. Okay. And that's just, that's pretty much how he got the job. Like you make dirty deals and you get to be head of the dirty deal. And they get done dirt cheap. There you yeah. go. All right, so quite okay. So in Jabba's Palace, though, mm-hmm. special edition, we'll go special edition style. We have, and this is a problem I had with one of the episodes of Mandalorian, also, is we got like this extra scene of like Boba Fett flirting with people, which makes no fucking sense because he's just a helmet, 
right? He walks up to that girl. He's like, yo, baby, what's up? And he okay, so why are we going special edition? Because because no one listening to this podcast, with the exception of a, a handful, have ever seen the original. What? No. Yeah. Nay. Nay. That's more See, rare. It's more rare either. for people to have seen the original than have seen. I don't think that. No. That that's no. where we're at now. That's where I no. mean. I have, a, I have a cousin who I'm very very close with. She's only like what does she know? Like eight years younger than me. Never saw the originals. <gasps> yep. What? Yeah, because they're not available anymore unless you Holy go bootleg shit. style. Yeah. Now you got to no, go to a no. con See, okay. and buy one off a blanket. Even though I, you know, I've I've seen I've watched the the replays and everything. And here's the thing: like every couple deck, like every decade, I swear he does it again. He's like. Because there's like the 2004, the 2007. I'm like, knock it the fuck off, dude. Because I think the first one was like 2000. It was like 2000, 2004, 2007. He just keeps fucking with it. And I'm like, okay, let's just rewind. Let's go all the way back. Like 1978, we're sticking with that. We're, that was a good year. If they let him keep, they Nothing let him fuck with it enough. He'll just keep, he'll just remake the original again. <laughs> you know, like, like, nah, that was too much. That's a sensitive, right? Much. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So he's so flirting I, with. I don't fuck with the, with the special editions mcclunky all that shit no i stick with the original <laughs> the one that i saw when i was a kid the right. one that like i know star wars from it being played on tbs endlessly yeah but you're a fan of the mandalorian and that shit happened the mandalorian too that chick was ready to get down and he, he she's all like take like reaching for his helmet like let me see what if she pulled his fucking helmet off he looked like rocky dennis <laughs> okay but here's the thing, mask. though. She fell in love with his personality. Women don't do that, though. Women are, are bigger He had on... zero person personality. He saved a village. He didn't tell yeah, no jokes. That's That shit is sexy as fuck. You saved my entire village, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be okay with sleeping with you. Like, I was... Uh, my entire village was facing extinction, and you single-handedly prevented that? That's pretty fucking sexy. Mm. All right. All right. Well, maybe. I don't know. You... She, all right, she scanned him. We'll say she scanned him. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, um, women have a, a, a higher propensity to fall for people based on personality overload. So, and yeah, I like okay. myself. It, yeah, no, that explains it. I'm, a, I'm ugly as fuck, and my wife's like beautiful. That explains everything. See, there you go. Uh, yeah. so, so, like in The Mandalorian, we don't see his face until the very last episode of season one. And I thought he was sexy. Oh, right. And he right. took a helmet off and I was like, put it back on and stay sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? that, because it's, you can fall for the personality. It doesn't. That's some weird shit. But like, yeah, my argument is he didn't have a personality, right? He just did a thing. Who, you Boba know, like, or are you talking about Boba Fett or the Mandalorian? Both of them. Both of them. They didn't. They didn't yeah. Like he didn't like no, he the didn't Mandalorian have, like, was kind because remember, he came in. He was he started out. He was just going to be a jerk. And then he was like, no, like he's just going to be a jerk and like go straight through. But when you say fall in love, like, the, you don't know. He could be into, like, football or some stupid shit. Like, you don't know. Like, he could be into, all, like... it's a galaxy far, far away. They don't have football. Well, you know what I'm TV. saying. Or, like, the, the space equivalent of, like, football or, you know, what, or, like, some stupid-ass thing. It that, could be like, worse. He could do a podcast. Right. That's true. He could have a pod. You could find out he's a right. grown fucking man and he's doing a podcast <laughs> in front of a bunch of toys. <laughs> You're <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Anywho, while his um, while his girls in the other room drinking wine and just like telling her mom i shouldn't have done it mom you were right i shouldn't have done okay it. so in not in a galaxy far far away but in a galaxy that we're in right now right in the u.s do you think women are more or less if you're in a bar 
and let's say a group of men walk in and they're all big and buff and a woman sees a tattoo that says he's a navy he's a um he's a seal do you think a woman is going to be more or less attracted to him i don't know it depends on the woman and the region right but in general just just like i don't know i'm not going to venture to guess that Oh, you're going to walk me into some like trap where I get canceled, making assumptions <laughs> about women. Uh-uh. I ain't you have a to have fans thing. to get canceled. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. My answer is I don't know. Okay. So. I just know my, my theory is, is that like if Jackie's sitting at the bar, because what you're trying to tell me, if Jackie was sitting at the bar and fucking Cobra Commander rolled up. <laughs> Like in his stupid ass mirror helmet was like, yeah, Jackie, what's up, baby? Oh and, my gosh. And he was just and he, and he just like whispered in your ear after a couple of drinks, yo, baby, I just saved your village. You'd be like, All right, let's go home. No, not at all. No, here's okay. So think about the ninety-five thousand romance novels that are like the Navy SEAL and blah 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 and like all that stupid shit. Because in this real life that we're in that's attractive right because like oh right. you're strong you're you save people you protect people that's what a mandalorian is in star wars they are warriors that are fearless just like the way we see navy seals wait so they're they're alpha males who are also corporate pawns I yes have said that i'm gonna get canceled by the essentially um, yeah <laughs> the thing is you haven't seen the clone wars and there yeah, are about that was really funny to myself on no, the mandalorian no, no, so, I just know, I know, I know I'm aware of the female Mandalorian character and I, you're going to have to explain to this to me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe off the air or something like, cause like she's taking her helmet off left and right. Where he oh didn't. yeah. That's the thing. As far as the actual show, the Mandalorian, this is new lore because previously yeah. like they all took their helmets off. But Filoni's sitting right there. Really so well. I guess it's, I guess it's kind of like, it's real. Cause he's, he's, he's sitting right there. Well, but again, okay, let's look at at it like this. So you've got the Mandalorians. You've got some that take the helmet off, some that don't, which is canon. Okay, well, here in the the real world, so you've got, like, the Maori and the Tonga. Well, which one is right? Well, it's the same thing, but also different. So Mm. some do this, some do that. Oh, like sex of S-E-C-T. Get your mind out of the gutter, dirty birdies. Like, of a... Mandalorians have different exactly it's a different right. they're different they're different sects of it like like oh, perfect, that's cool I think that's cool if, if that's, if that's from, the way it plays out that's cool yeah like if you were from another planet and you came here would you think all black people were like they are in the US or would you think all black people were like they are in Jamaica you were doing you this on all purpose. black people are like they mm-hmm. are in Africa my whole point is we're all black people but we're from different right to say all of them do the one thing it's not like they don't all do that some do some don't the sex that he's from never takes their helmet off others do right and so you're saying now that under the feloni verse and so and from here on out there's not a monolith when it comes to any of the species even though all their planets seemingly have only one terrain well again no again you miss only the planets are the model watch the actual episode In the Clone Wars, we've been to the the planet Mandalore. They have like six planets in their system, and mm. um, they have all different shit going on in all the exactly. different. Exactly, that's cool. I don't know. That's exciting. Now want to watch it. See, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So it's that's why I say like his particular group doesn't take their helmet off, but that doesn't mean all of them did. Right. They're they're different. Like because even in um they they explore a different version in um I think they came back at the end the um Death Watch. 
they uh, were a specific sect of Mandalorian because Mandalorian is like saying American. It's oh, yeah. the whole system of planets. Right. So it's okay. like technically when you say American, we always think from the United States, but it's the entire Western Hemisphere is America. Yeah, I'm, I'm a New America, York girl on your own. I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's like, or it's like saying European. Well, are you from any particular country? It's all like you're just saying all Europeans and saying, well, what about Irish and Scottish? And like that's the same. They're on the same land, and they're not even the same. So that's right. what like Mandalorians. I, I'm pretty sure it's like six or. Seven uh, that's interesting to me. No, I mean that that would be really cool to explore all of that in the in the world of Star Wars. That yeah, I, I it's that's exciting. That's why, see, after you see the Clone Wars all the way through all seven seasons, and then you go back and you go and you watch the sequel trilogy, you're like, man. It could have been so much better because there are so many planets that can be explored. I will say this. I so saw the episode. I saw around, like a bunch of episodes that revolved around Darth Maul, only having heard Sim. I don't remember his name. The guy who did the voice. Sam Witwer. Yeah. After hearing him, because when you hear him talk about Star Wars like that, like I got to say there are fans and then there's that fucking guy. Because. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the encyclopedia of knowledge of these films that he has, and some even see he sees them from a different angle altogether. Like they, he's just incredible. Like, well, yeah, because uh, he's playing Maul, right? No, no, but not only that. Like he's like a fucking fan for real. Like he's yeah. like it it on a different level. Like just on a completely different. Like he has an encyclopedia knowledge of this stuff. Yep. But like, so I watched the Darth Maul episodes that you know, and seeing his return and you know and until obi-wan and the battle of you know when obi-wan puts him down finally and uh and him sim went, rebels oh okay and him explaining the battle scenes and why each move was made and why each glance was made i'm just like can you just do the commentary on everything because <laughs> Because he explains the scene. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll wait for this, but we could we'll get to it when we get to Endor. You want he explained, to um, he explained a scene Filoni on Endor that was right. to do it because Filoni makes you he's made like Star Wars Theory is a guy on mm -mm. YouTube who has made yeah. a living out of talking about Star Wars, and he was blown away and it made him see the the uh, sequel trilogy completely different by something that Dave Filoni said. He was like, Oh my god, like it changes everything. Like you want Dave Filoni to do if anything, he should do the commentary because he's the one. Filoni has like that weird set. Yeah. And he has that weird like Samuel Jackson kind of he's in the world. Like he's a fucking hobbit. Like he's just in that world. It's so weird. Like a hobbit. Oh, my gosh. Like Filoni is like his spirit animal is that little fucking battery droid that rolls around on the, you know, the Death Star. Like that's the oh inside God. of Dave Filoni. Well, technically, his spirit animal would be a lethal wolf which is a yeah. real thing in Star Wars. And he always wears a wolf insignia. Oh, you ever notice on his oh, shirt no. or on his jacket or on his hat, there's going to be a wolf somewhere. My spirit animal is Slicious Crumb. Of course. And that actually makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm not even going to like push back at all. Thank you. So we're in the, <laughs> we're in the chamber. <laughs> Sorry. We're in Jabba's palace in his like living room or whatever. Uh-huh. All right, so then the twilight, he fucking, to show you that the pit, he shows you, he's like at the trap door, he, he you know, lets one down there and they're screaming and what The ranker pit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's all this, you know, he's like, Bosca, and he fucking hits the button. And then, like, oh, where am I up to now? Oh, yeah, so then Han Solo gets unfrozen. 
And you skipped like, everything. Like Luke hasn't even showed up. You just skipped right past it. Okay, so oh, Luke yeah. comes in. So first the droids come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So Luke, like, yeah, yeah. This yeah, the droids come in and say, you know, hey Jabba, Luke, the the, the Jedi Master Luke Skywalker wants to give you us in exchange for Han Solo. Oh yeah, and, hologram Luke. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. um and at this point he's already captured um because at first Leia comes in and they were like He's like, sure, go ahead. And he lets her in and he lets her get to Han and unfreeze him. And then he was like, ha, psych. And then he captures Leia. <laughs> All right, let's pause because, again, this makes no goddamn sense. In yeah. the beginning of the movie, he was bragging about he ain't going to give up his favorite decoration. Right after Luke Skyped right. him, he was like, no, I ain't giving this shit up. And like, seriously, like I wouldn't if I had like my worst, like somebody who owed me money and I had them on my wall. I'm going to let somebody come in and fuck that up. Now I got to spackle over that shit. I got to paint that wall at like that shit's been hanging there. It's a, like, seriously, there was not a better spot in that palace for carbonite Han Solo than that one. It was perfectly lit. It was awesome. And then he's going to let this lady come in and just take that and then fucking thaw him out. That's yes, not- because he had, a, he had the intention of, Putting the feeding both of well for one he was going to enslave her and with him he was going to um, feed him to the Sarlacc pit. So he didn't really care. Like he liked the decoration, sure. He knew who he knew what was going on. So he was like, okay, I will enslave her and then kill Luke and Han, but I'll get a slave out of it and I'll get these droids too. So it's a net gain for him. He loses loses wall art, but he gets a slave and two droids. But he would have had the slave and the two droids without thawing Han out. And he, he could have just kept that shit right on his wall. Poop. Well, he would have killed Leia, though, because how old, like Leia's already there. What's he going to do? Right. But don't, like he could have just nabbed her, put her in the bikini and voila, that's it. Like he didn't need. Like My point is, she didn't have to thaw Han Solo out. Unless and then he, to- he didn't figure it out right away and he had to be. What was going on? Like oh, it could so saying, be oh that, I see. Like he might have been sleeping, and Bib Fortuna was like, "Hey, boss, boss, she's out there." Don't he already? She already hit the first two thaw switches. Or well, or what? Ha- what could have happened is that like he gets wind that Luke is on his way, and he's like, "Oh, I bet you this is all." He's like, "You know what? The droids came, and then the girl came, and now Luke is on his way. That's a plot." Okay, you know what? Let him come, and that's when he decided to put her in the uniform. Right. I just, yeah, I'm still having a hard time making the connection of why would you let somebody thaw out that perfectly great decoration? Just knowing like how much but you cost. really want a Han Solo and Carbonite, don't you? Right. Right. Or I just want any of my enemies like in that frozen, that stupid thing okay, where he's like, all, let me out of here. And why do you have enemies? Who, if you don't have enemies, you're just not interesting. Oh, my God. But what I'm saying is, is that Lex Luthor. He put he put light he like he lit that shit like he didn't just have a spot that was just like yeah I'll plug it up with this guy like he lit that shit like he had lights for that piece of work on his wall that's my point like I'm not saying I that never to thought, I'm saying that like that annoys me I, I never thought that a major focus of our la- a Return of the Jedi talk was going to be how decorative <laughs> Han Solo and Carbonite was all right well. We're here that's, now. That's not, that's not someplace I ever would have guessed that we would go. I'd have been like, no, no, no. We're going to talk plot. No, we're talking decoration. We're talking decor. It was well done. It was better. That decor was way more interesting than stupid Max Rebo band. 
That by the way, do you know the name of that song? What song? In the original, and since we're t- since you we since you've cut off talking about the special editions, we're talking about the Star Wars original trilogy in its purest form. Do you know what the name of the song the Max Rebo the Cy Snoodles and Max Rebo band is playing? I do not. I thought it was it's just called Christina Jam or something like that. No, no, it's Lopty Neck. And I didn't just look that up. I had it on a 45 when I was a kid. It was a B-side to the Ewok celebration dance. That was a single. And the B-side was Lopty Neck. You're more of a nerd than I realized. Dork. You're welcome. Okay. So you realize this movie's two and a half hours long. We'll be talking about this for four hours if we don't move on. Okay. We haven't left Jabba's palace. Yeah, okay. That's the beginning. No, of the no. Pack. All right. So you control pace because now I'm three sockies in. So. <laughs> okay. You control so, the pace. All right. all right. So Luke comes and falls. I still the say that pit. was bullshit, by the way. But okay. go ahead. Luke comes, falls to the rancor pit, fights the rancor, defeats it, and then they end up. Um, Stupidest ass looking scene, and in the crying rancor keeper, another stupid ass scene. Okay, but it was the seven. It was the late seventies when they filmed it. Eighties when it came out. So no, it wasn't the late seventies. No, 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 no. They felt they've started filming that in nineteen eighty. Okay, right? so sorry, I was D- off by D- a year. No, Devo exists in this period, so there's no intellectual reason why we. Yeah, there's no reason for bad storytelling if you're in the same timeline as like Devo. So seriously? you know, yeah, this seriously, it's still ten times better than any of the prequels or sequels. So. Yeah. That, oh, all right, that's true, but it's still it's still a mess. Why? Well, and you remember we? I think we discussed this on another episode. I don't know. It's like Lawrence Kasdan wrote this one too, but it, it, nobody ever mentions that. You know, um, they'll be like, "Yeah, he wrote Empire. Yeah, he also did Jedi, which is just a Star Wars remake." Anywho, okay, so starts on Tatooine, ends at a Death Star blowing up. Okay. Not that much difference in the middle either. So I'm redoing this. We're not going. We're not going section by section because that's going to take forever. Instead, I don't care. If, I don't care if this becomes a five-part Lord of the Rings episode. Okay. I'm making my case. Okay, I'm sorry. You, it's your okay, <laughs> five-part. What are you listening to me for? I don't. Oh, I was for some reason. I don't know why. Right. That's right. done. So anyway, okay. Let's cut. Let's talk themes, shall we? Because I'm a. I'm a oh, wait, I have one question. I have one more question. One more question. Because you you have the logistics, right? So I have a question. Okay. All right, so back. Okay, Sarlacc pit, right? Yes. All right, so Which Luke is at the end of the movie. Sure, let's go straight from the beginning to the end. Let, go ahead. No, Sarlacc. Not, not pit. At the end. It's like towards the middle, but whatever. Yeah, right. So Sarlacc pit, like you know, Luke fucks up everybody. Boba Fett dies, the most dumbest ass death ever. And Which has already been retconned. He's still alive. Right, but the thing burps. Right, <laughs> the, the the sand butthole burps when he eats him. He's like, Burp. like that's so stupid, but like. I really quick question. When Luke has his bikini sister <laughs> and they swing they swing from Jabba's skiff to the little skiff, right? Mm-hmm. What is that rope attached to? Good question. Um because that makes no logistical Jabba. sense. None. Is it attached was... to Jabba? Isn't that the one she strangled him with? Oh no, she strangled him with no. the thing. No, Luke grabs that rope. He's like he points the thing at the deck, he kicks the thing so the thing will explode. What is that rope tied to? And it has to be something that would be scaffolded over between the two skiffs for them to swing at that speed. And he's going, remember, he's he's got the high ground. He's going from high to low and it's swinging down. What is that thing hanging on? Because it ain't tied to anything. 
Anybody listening I, to this, if you know the answer, please, I, I encourage you to, to write Jackie a strongly worded letter. What? About, you are yeah. so wrong. Okay, if you know and you're in, you either are on the Facebook page or follow me on Twitter or you are in the Facebook group, then send me a message. Let me know. Like, just post it. Just be like, hey, he was, it was tied to it. Yeah, like I'm seriously like I don't really know. Like I'm like, what is what is that tied to? And it always bothered me. Like, yeah. Actually, you know what? I think you can do. You can write comments on the website, too. So if you're on cinematicadventurespodcast.com, you can leave a comment. Leave a comment of where it was tied to. If you know. those, yeah, I'm sure there are bigger nerds than us that are listening that yeah. are like, well, actually. And follow um, my YouTube channel where I talk in front of toys. Oh, would you stop with that? Okay. <laughs> so thematically, what I like about this movie is it is the payoff of everything that came before because the setup of like no i am your father and the whole thing like until return of the jedi let's be real luke was a sniveling little shit return of the jedi was the first time he was like an adult and it's the first time he had actual force he had like command of the force because in the first movie he did fuck all the only thing he did was he listened to obi-wan tell him how to use the force to guide the missile down the chute and to destroy the Death Star. That's All the right. only thing he used the force. The only way he used the force in the first movie. Second movie, he could barely use the force to pick up his own lightsaber. Right. And then the third well, I mean, movie, I don't know. He kind of rocky tooted at the end, though. I mean, that the in the with the flips and the I'm full of surprises. And then he with this. Yeah, I don't know. He was. Um, he are you talking jump. about before or after he lost his arm to his daddy? Yeah, Ooh, he wasn't that great in two. Yeah, and the third true. one is when he comes along and he's like, no, I'm now I'm good. Because in the second one, also, the reason why he lost his arm was because he was a cocky little shit that was like, I have to go save my friends. I think I'm good enough. I'm going to go. And Yoda was like, nah, bitch, you are not good. You are not ready. And Obi-Wan was like, dude, seriously, listen to Yoda. You're not ready. And Luke was like, I don't give a shit. My friends are in trouble. I'm going to go save them, even if I die too. Like, what's the, where's the logic in that? You're not good enough to beat him. See, I maintain it. No, I see, but if we're going thematically, I think that Luke isn't so much a badass in Return of the Jedi, is so much as he's responding to one of the worst guilt trips I've ever seen in my life. There was nothing worse than when he's at Dagobah. And Yoda doesn't want to hear his fucking mouth. Like he starts talking. He's like, Darth Vader, my father. And he's like, you know what? And he closes his eyes and he just fucks off. He's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and then he goes outside and he talks to Ben. He's like, you know, I guess Yoda's gone. That sucks. And Ben's like, yeah, yeah. By the way, you got a sister. You make it all time. And he's but like, see, and then, and that again, that shows his growth because in the first movie, he didn't know that he didn't know any of this. And he was around Yoda. He was around um, Leia the whole time. And he wasn't really attuned with the force yet. But in the third movie, all Obi-Wan has to do is say, you have a sister. And he's like, it's Leia. He was around one woman his whole life besides Aunt Beru. As you say, Aunt who Beru? the fuck else would he Right, But who the fuck else is he going to suspect that it is? Like, he didn't even know he had. He didn't know what females were. Oh like my except, gosh. Oh, except for that. Well, actually, in that in the longer cut of Star Wars, I guess he had a and but like he had a girl who mocked him. Right. Yeah. He, so there were he knew who right. females were. He knows yes, right, but he's the only right. other prominent female in the series. But she's well, he's like, well, let's see. Why let's would he see. assume that a princess is a sister? Because actually but, more of a lot. Like, wait, it's wait, it's the girl who had the same color outfit as I did 
in the first movie. Yes, because because the color of clothing choice is exactly how you determine sibling age. Look, if I saw somebody walking down the street and I'm wearing my like Iggy Pop and the Stooges T-shirt, and and I see a girl wearing an Iggy Pop and the Stooges T-shirt, and someone tells me, yeah, and someone tells me like you might have a sister, she's gonna be my first guess. Even if she's black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if she's black. <laughs> you need so much help. Oh my gosh. So. Oh dear. So anyway, back on Dagobah, like he tells him about his sister, and then Obi Wan goes like, he's like, I can't kill my father. You know what I'm saying? I just learned he's really my dad like ten seconds ago before the puppet fucked off, and you're gonna and you're telling me I gotta kill my dad, and I'm not gonna do it. And then what does Obi Wan do? He does like the like almost a Woody Allen character. He's just like, all right, well, I guess the Empire's already won. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, man, you're a dick. Yeah, okay, and- so here's the least popular opinion that I have of Star Wars. I can't stand Obi-Wan. In Thank any you. iteration. No. I don't like him at all. In the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. in the prequels, in the original trilogy, because I'm like, he's a lying, manipulative shit. He is Mr. I do whatever I need to. He's Mr. The ends justify the means. Imagine you send someone on a quest, like Matt, even a little quest, and be like, you know, you, you told me the milk would be in that eye. Well, what I said was a true from a certain point of view. Waka waka waka. Like you'd be fucking mad, right? You know, like that's the dumbest. Especially if it's point. something as important as lineage, like it's his parentage. You know, it's not even milk, right? It's, it's right. Who his, who sired him? You know. Like on this point, this guy killed my father, and it turns out he is my father. That's a huge he lied. Right. He lied. No, you're totally right. Exactly. See, on this point, you and I have wonder twin rings on. <laughs> like fucking A. Fuck Let us just be normal when we agree. You gotta go weird. <laughs> Fuck Obi-Wan. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, well, I mean he's not dead, dead. He's still a force ghost. I, and he died with that stupid thing too, where he like he he didn't get sliced up nothing. He just, his fucking clothes fell on the floor. Mm-mm. I do love the way Vader just like walks over and like pokes at it with his foot. Like, like, he's like, where'd he go? Is he, <laughs> did you, did you just shrink? Are you little down there? But I love how like, that's the level of commitment Vader has to this fight. Even when Obi-Wan disappears, he's like, are you actually gone? <laughs> right, right. You could be a marble and I'm just going to crush I'm gonna you. Slice <laughs> it up. Exactly. Right. Did you turn yourself into like one of those womp rat things? Because I'm going to stomp you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fuck you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm not team Obi-Wan. I am anti. No, me neither. Mm-mm. And then the Clone Wars, he just gets like smarmier. Just oh, does he? Does he? Yeah. But uh, my favorite. OK, so you saw the end of the Clone Wars, right? The last few episodes. Yes. My favorite part with him in it is when he's on that bridge and he's just getting hammered and he's hiding behind a rock and Anakin just walks up chilling and he's just standing there and like barely moving his head to let lasers fly right by him. And Anakin looks down on him. He's like, well, I was going to help you, but uh, you want me to join you down there hiding or you want to come up here and like, let's do some shit. I was just like, yeah, Mm -mm. that is Anakin. Yeah. I love it. And then Anakin just walks. And missiles are flying, like lasers are going past him, left and right. And he's just calmly walking straight down the center, just like 
every now and then turning his head just a little bit to let the laser go past him, not even using the force, just walking straight down. And then he's just chilling like, hey, what's up? And I was just like, oh my God, this is Anakin Skywalker. This is the guy they were talking about in the original trilogy when they were like, yeah, he's a total badass. That guy's a badass. Yeah. Oh, he's not just yeah, like, he's not just going like, I'm going to jump out of a car. And, you know, and Obi-Wan's there like, I hate when he does that. Like, no, in the, the dumbest words, shit ever. Dude, he he's such a badass. Like I said, he's walking down a bridge where fire is coming from both sides because you've got stormtroopers, or not stormtroopers, clone troopers behind him shooting towards the um towards the, the bad guys. The all bad right, guys are shooting like this. they're aiming everywhere. There's fire all over the place. And he's just calmly walking down the bridge, just chilling. And he's got the 501st hanging upside down underneath the bridge waiting for his signal. And yeah. R2 is the one going to give the signal. He walks up and he doesn't even have a lightsaber in his hand. He's just walking up with his hands empty. And he ha- he puts his hands up and he's just like, hey, you know, I just wanted to surrender. I wanted to negotiate the terms, blah, blah, blah. But it's just it's the uh, the battle droids. He's like, yeah, I need to um, I need to see the leader. I think the leader was like walked on board, and he was like, right. I need the leader. And um, the battle droids are like, okay, stop shooting because <laughs> they're still shooting. And they're like, okay, stop shooting. He's surrendering, but he wants to surrender to the leader. So then they get him to walk out, and as soon as he walks out, Anakin smirks and he's like, there you are. Calls his lightsaber to his hand and st- just starts wrecking everybody. And then all that right. was the now signal, and R2 it. sends all the 501st up, and then it's just a battle. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like, that wow. fucking, that's a badass. All right, that, that, like, now you describe something cool. I'll yeah, check that, that out. Yeah, that was awesome. He's, and, like, single-handedly, he's just got one lightsaber, and he's just, like, wrecking shit. And I was like, oh, my God. That's mm. the dude of legend. Like, that's Anakin Skywalker. Damn, you got me smoking in the studio now. I'm drinking and smoking in the studio. That's... <laughs> This just got stupid. All right, listen. The all right. So if we could skip around a little bit. Yes. Um. All right. So uh, we gotta go to the fucking teddy bear planet. <laughs> Endor. <laughs> it's called Endor. That was the stupidest, Actually, stupidest damn thing. It was supposed to be Kashyyyk originally, That's right? Oh, uh, it's a moon, right? Right. Yeah. So like, wasn't supposed to be Kashyyyk at first, but then Lucas yes. was concerned about the height. You know, like he didn't want Chewie to just blend. Like he wanted to st- him to stand out. Yes, um, and also toys. Because the genius of George Lucas is not just like creating the stories and everything. Oh yeah, well, but the studios. Like remember, he didn't. He started it's like Lucas the Gene Film, Simmons like, of sci-fi. Like he started Lucasfilm like with the money he got from this. But the way he made his money was he was like, look, I'll just take a standard director's commission, but I want I want merchandising. I remember those he shits when those shits cool. came out when I was little. Are you kidding? Like when Star Wars, I remember the original commercial. I'm old as fuck, but mm-hmm. like yes. when the commercial, I, when the commercial came out, like I remember the little cardboard cut out, and it's like if you save, yeah, this collect person, all of them. Yep. Yeah, like all five of them at the time, you know, like in, like yeah, no, that was genius because like who didn't want those things? Like, yep. and each movie he had new characters for the. That's actually what Jar Jar was supposed to be. But everybody, well, Jar Jar was supposed to be like that originally. And then I've heard that the Darth Jar Jar theory actually was like he was leaning towards that. He was going to introduce him and then have the menace. That's why he killed off. Um, that's why he initially killed off Maul so quickly, because the actual menace was Jar Jar. But everybody hated Jar Jar so much. He changed it and just made him a bumbling fool. Man, he should have. He should have. Well, if well, first of all, all right. Well, no, I don't want. You know what? I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because we'll just end up talking about everything wrong. Welcome the to Cinematic Adventures. All right. Um, 
That's my niche. Yeah. It's the rabbit hole. <laughs> right. Jump right. down the rabbit hole. We have no I idea. Mean, if you didn't make the character, let's start with how, how about you don't make the character with that specific accent. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's go there first. Right. Like, he's just like, wait, me some, like, oh God. Yeah. But yeah, I would have liked dark Jar Jar if that would have been all right. Yeah. You'd have to make him that doofy. You'd have to make him Roger Rabbit and then turn Roger Rabbit evil. But think about like, okay, so I think that it was supposed to be the, because if you remember, like the prequels don't have an I am your father moment, but I think that it was supposed to be the the Phantom Menace situation was supposed to be, or not the Phantom Menace, but like the original trilogy or the, the prequel trilogy, I am your father moment was supposed to be that Jar Jar was the actual villain and that Palpatine was rising to power, but Jar Jar was the villain. Like he, like, like he was Plagueis kind of thing. I think that's how it's right. supposed to be. And it, if you think about it, it makes sense because remember, even still, Jar Jar is the one who nominated Palpatine. I'm going to say one more thing about that. He gets to the Senate movie. and then he's the one that nominates him. What's the uh, one thing? I'm going to say, right. That's true. I'm going to say one more thing about that goddamn movie. Then we get back to return of the Jedi. I remember seeing, and, and you'll like it. You'll, I promise you, you'll like it. Okay. I remember seeing The Matrix. Ah, you brought it up. Yes. Yeah. Specifically, Yay. specifically to see the trailer to this new fantastic Star Wars movie. And the original trailer did not have Jar Jar in it. The original trailer looked like the greatest fucking movie ever. It made. had it, the, the original trailer, I remember. Because I like I went to see The Matrix because I went to see The Matrix because let's face it, I'm a huge fucking movie nerd. But when I remember the trailer, it ends with, because it was like, you know, you have the music and the Phantom Menace, and, you know, you see this thing. That John Williams with, music. Yeah, and it ends with Darth Maul pulling back the helmet. And you're like, oh, like the, yeah, the reveal of his face. And the, double, and, and the double saber. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, that was that, awesome. And like, that's how the trailer ended, and you were like, oh, and so we thought he was the Phantom Menace. And I walked out of that like I like the Matrix. I thought the Matrix is great, of course. But mm -hmm. then like I but like I'm just said to Shannon, I was like, that fucking that outfit that Princess Leia's mom is god damn. Like, holy shit. Everything about that, her staring out of that window and that fantastic robe and that sort of geisha makeup. I was just like, fuck, this looks awesome. But yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I kind of like I'm gonna sit there for just a second because you're the first person who's actually older than me that I've been able to talk to talk Star Wars about. I'm old enough to podcast. be a religion. <laughs> so and and like everybody else I talk to like is a millennial, right? And I don't think people realize that Star Wars is generational. The reason why we love the OT is because we started with that was it. Everything else was not canon because it was off and it was. I mean, it could be canon if you wanted it to be, but there were so many different versions because it was all extended universe, you know? There would be one right. book saying this and another book saying the exact opposite. So it was like, did he get married? Did he not get married? Who fucking knows? Who cares? Whichever way you like it. That like that was all we had. And then when we were in our like 20s or older for you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you're still in your 20s, we yeah. got, you know, we got news that, hey, Lucas is going back and we're going to get the story of Vader before he was Vader. Right. And so we're like, okay. And then we see these awesome trailers when it comes out. Like the hype is just, it, it was so much. It was building on building and building. And Lucas himself was like, yeah, we're going to go back and we're going to tell the story of the fall of the Jedi. And we're going to tell the story of the Republic. We're going to show the Clone Wars. We're going to show Anakin. I don't think he even said Anakin at the time. He's like, we're going to show Darth Vader before he was Vader. We're going to show Anakin Skywalker. And we were like, minds, whoa, we're going back. Oh, so. To Star Wars. 
All right. So really quick, because we're on an ADD fest. Um, I'll tell you really quick. We were, we were we were driving in LA at the time when the line in front of the Man's Chinese Theater had started yes. for uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I got that excited feeling because I remember when Return of the Jedi had come out, we had all cut out of school. and We formed a line down Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn and uh, we'd, we'd all cut out of school and the police form, put barricades up mm-hmm. like and just understood it was Star Wars Day. Like they were just like they weren't they weren't angry. They You know, like we didn't get true and officers didn't come for us. Nothing. We, were, we You know, mm-hmm. I was in junior high school. I was like, I think it was, it was in the sixth grade. And the fucking uh borough president came down and did a whole thing on new york one he was just like it's star wars day the kids it's great you know it was a whole mm-hmm. it was a very festive feeling yeah we were star driving wars used to be for our generation star wars was a celebration right so we went to we were driving cross country right so we were going to see my wife's family in this little town in illinois two hours out of chicago or an hour out of chicago and um we went to this little hole in the wall theater to see phantom menace there was no line nobody knew it had come out which is the weirdest thing, right? What? So I was able to, yeah. Like I walked into Phantom Menace. We were in the theater by ourselves. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe my luck. Like I'm seeing like the Star Wars movie and no one's there. It's just me and her. And we're just like, this is fucking bananas. Like, you know, so we're sitting there and I'm like really excited. The crawl comes about halfway in the movie. I'm like, can we go? Like I wanted wow. to leave. I wanted to leave. Like even the the I was so annoyed by the time we got to Darth Maul. Like by the time we got to the duel, I was just like, I want to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, this is. I was irritated. I was like, really, the climax of the movie is a race. Like that was the exciting. I know. Race. Like the, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I saw back it in, to Jedi in Irvine. I was I was in college at the time. When oh okay. This came out, and I was so you're not that much younger. I was living in L.A but I knew better than to try to go to a theater in LA. So my friends and I went to Irvine to see it and we did the whole stand in line for like, you know, forever. And even though you stood in line for a full day, you're still going to be only halfway in the theater. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I got to right. get a good seat. Cause that was before you could reserve anything. And, Yo, for um, real, I had friend, I had friends who tried to tell me it was good, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, I remember when the when the third movie came out. I so I personally was more disappointed in the third than I was the first or second because after the first I was like, well, it's okay. We have two more. Right. And I'm like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Like we Darth Maul was still cool. Like Lucas is just like in my head, like, you know, you justify shit. You know, I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's been 20 years. Luke, that was Lucas's first Star Wars film in 20 years. It's fine. He, I think we had a very similar experience, all, yeah. You know. It's okay. We're going to come back. we got two more movies. We're going to get to see Vader. You know, like, yeah, Anakin was a kid, which, like, literally nobody wanted. But that's fine. He's Vader. And it's like, yeah, but he's Dark Jesus now. That's fine. It's fine. Look, we're going to (laughs) get Vader, okay? We're going to be badass. Like, next movie, he's going to be badass. We're going to get Vader. And then especially when you hear the rumors, like, yeah, he's going to be grown now. It's like, oh, yes, we're going to get Vader. He's like, fuck the trading. He's going to be Vader, you know? And then you see the second one, and you're like, Force in it, shit, politics. Okay, all right. And uh, yeah, there's not even a cool villain like Darth Maul was last time. All right, you know what? Um, we're still gonna Back. get Vader. We've got one more movie. We got this. Right. We got Vader. We got Vader. Vader's coming. And you know what? At least in the second one, we had the badass scene of like a bunch of Jedi fighting. You know, so it's right. like it's okay. Right. It's okay. That you know what? That's fine. Vader is coming. He's gonna turn into Vader. Okay, like I can't emphasize enough how much Vader <laughs> right. is coming. All right, we're gonna get Vader, damn it. 
And then I see the third movie and I remember as soon as it ended, I was like, did he forget that he was going to turn him into Vader? And then then like the last, like right before they wrapped was like, oh yeah, I got to make him be Vader. But that's what it felt. It felt like the whole movie was everything but him turning into Vader. And then the last 10 minutes, he turns into Vader. I'm like, what? I watched the entire Vader. (laughs) I had the same reaction that movie as Vader did when he became Vader. I was like, no. Yeah, oh no way. Yeah, that's that's why so many people are like when like millennials didn't get that because a lot of millennials their introduction to Star Wars was the prequels, so they were. But kids. Gen Z, but is it Gen? What are we on now? Gen Y, Gen Z? What uh, they fucking you know, know. They have their MCU, so that's that's their equivalent, I guess, right? Like that's you know. I I don't know. I don't know because I'm a grown ass woman at this point, so I just I'm an old curmudgeon. Like get off my lawn. I don't even know. No All idea. right, so a couple questions on back on uh, Ewok World. The Endor, the, still the moon of Endor. Do you remember? I don't know if they took it out in the special edition. I don't. I don't remember. I'd only seen it once. I, I'm not mistaken about this, right? At one point, Chewie swings from a vine of unknown origin with a couple of Ewoks in tow to swing up to um, an ATST whatever thing and. He does the Tarzan yell. Do you remember that? He does the oh, like I don't which remember. Took, I remember hearing that sound from him, but I don't remember him swinging up to the ATST. Yeah, he swings up with two. Ewoks I remember the tow. Ewoks swinging up, but I don't remember Chewie. No, Chewie swings him, swings them up the the goddamn thing. And again, what the hell is the rope tied to? But he swings up to the ATST. It's tied right. to a tree now. Okay, but he's swinging upward. He's swinging upward to the height of an of you know the military vehicle. You know what? That's it's essentially a, a dinosaur. Far, far away. We don't know how physics works over there. All right, fair enough. They right. They might have scanned. They're it, living right? on so a moon. You're, you're asking right. about you're asking about phantom tree limbs and shit. They're living on a moon. Okay, fair even, enough. We can't even walk on our moon without helmets on, and they're just chilling on one. Right. They, right, because they, they their moon has a perfect gravitation. We can go into that all day long. Exactly, but, exactly. You say but, exactly. But he had a he did the Tarzan yell, and I remember I remember even being that young, seeing that for the first time, going, "Yo, that shit's dumb," <laughs> and <laughs> holy shit, that was stupid. But like, I think uh, okay, so themes, right? Yeah. Why is the act of Darth Vader's redemption murder? What? Why so, is the act of his redemption? Yeah, murder? like his. Why is that redemption? He murders evil. He murders the evil guy. Right. You know. You remember he blew up a planet, right? With innocent people, like not a country. He, he blew up the planet. planet. That was Darth Tarkin, or not Darth Tarkin. Oh, sorry, that was Grandma Tarkin. He stood right, goddamn there, complicit as fuck. You ain't gonna tell me he had nothing to do. Yeah, with but that. he, he didn't give with his arms crossed. Grandma Tarkin. Mm. And right. remember, Grandma Tarkin outranked him because. He could tell Vader to chill the fuck out, and Vader would be like, okay. he didn't reluctantly, right, but when he did it. Darth Vader didn't express any conflict about that shit at all. He was like, yep, this well, is Well, because he didn't doing. give a shit. He was a, he's a Sith Lord. He, did you we're think doing he was this. Good? He's not a good dude, but he's not the one who blew up the planet. But that's what gives him redemption is just an, A, just another act of murder. And how is that complete redemption to so much so that like his spirit now gets to hang out with Obi Wan Kenobi, which, oh, imagine that fucking eternity. Okay. And Yoda. So, that's not the redemption. The redemption was, it's just like what Luke said. Luke kept saying, there's good in you, I sense it. 
the redemption was before he committed the act of murder. He allowed himself to let the good in and let the good take over. That was the act that mm. redeemed him. This ain't a and fucking Smith song. He, you, when he you know. did that, he was able, he, when, okay, so if you look at it the way, you look at it the way he said it, like Obi-Wan was like, oh, he kind of killed your father because whatever was left of Anakin is now dead. Okay, so if that's the case, and the act of him allowing the good to take over is him reviving Anakin and letting Anakin kill Darth Vader, which is why when Luke was like, I can save you. He was like, no, let me die. Right. Because, well, that's but that was sort of cowardly, too. Right. Like he should have been a, he should have been like, no, nah, save me because I'm going to live the rest of my life feeling guilt for the shit that I did my whole life. But, this, but here's no, 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 no. Because remember, that's the path to the dark side. That's how he became. That's how he stayed Vader. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, you're Vader right about that because one. Because of his guilt of Padme's death. Right. Yeah, all right. He's just like, yeah, put me to rest, and I don't yeah. have to deal with this. <laughs> all right. All right. No, that was a that was a good answer. I would just kind of like. I always bother me. I'm like, well, how's that? You just you just killed somebody else. Like, and it, if you're saving, if you're doing it for your son, yeah, well, you know, you're that's sort of a biological imperative in a sense. Like, if you did it for some schmucky rebel you didn't know, eh, I think there's more you know, moral weight in that, but we can, you know. Well, now, because again, like you were pointing out, like with Jabba could have done things, like Jabba could have kept them both. Vader could have stopped the Emperor without killing him, but he killed him. The act of killing the Emperor stopped the, it stopped the evil that the Empire was doing. Okay. So that put the kibosh on the whole Sith plan. Once he kills the Emperor, so at this point, he is no longer, or he's no longer Darth Vader, he is now Anakin Skywalker again. So he has returned to the light side. So the only Sith left, the only dark sider that is like trying to wreck shit is Palpatine. So if he kills Palpatine, he restores the balance and he ends the Sith reign. All right. No, I so it's more than just that makes like sense. No, he could have saved the sun and right. Palpatine a lot. I like that. All right. Well, I was I, I went to see an exhibit once, like a Star Wars exhibit. It was at the Brooklyn Museum, and then yeah, you had the headphones on, and George Lucas talks to you in his little fucking gremlin voice, and he's like, and you go to the different you know ex little exhibitions or whatever, and he talks to you, and they were like the Ewok costumes. He had like a uh, Warwick Davis's you know Wicket costume or whatever, and he was just like, you know, people were mad when I did this, but I say dare to be cute, and I. I had such a problem with the Ewoks since the first time I'd seen it because it just took me out of the fucking, you know, and you remember like Teddy Ruxpin was a thing. Yeah. You know, just before that. So I was just like, are we fucking doing, are we fucking doing teddy bears? Like, Hey man, I loved the Ewoks again. I was like five. Mm. So, or no, like, yeah, like four. Um, but they were, to me, I always say this, they are cute, cuddly little murder bears because they're adorable and they will eat you, literally. They will literally kill you and eat you. All right, I'll go with murder okay, bears because that sounds cooler, right? <laughs> yeah. So the way to, to reconcile... I mean, in the celebration, bears. they were playing drums on dead stormtroopers' heads and they were eating the dead storms. You know they were eating Oh, them. I didn't know. Yeah, all right. So that, see, make them cool. Like, I think what would have been awesome, and this is how much it bothered me because the first thing occurred to me when I saw the episode... There was an episode of Game of Thrones right after the dark episode where they like kill the Night King or whatever his name is, where they spend the whole beginning of the following episode burning their dead. And the first thing, this is how much I hated Ewoks, like, and how much it stuck with me. First thing I thought of is, you know what would have made Return of the Jedi better? Oh, no. <laughs> is at the end, they had piles of Ewoks on fire. 
And then you'd have like, you know, like because you'd be like, no, well, look at all the I mean, loss, right? You have like rebels. No, no, it's not the same thing, right? You got to honor the people. Like, you know, you have to honor the thing you lost. And you're like, oh, you see all the people lost to this great battle before mm -hmm. we went to the. And also the fireworks is special edition. Yeah. Special. That was special edition. So like, you know, you had the song and the beating on the helmet. The song the and the dances and stuff. And to, right. So in the original, they were still playing with the helmets and the helmets. Right, but you know, what, but that would have made the song more powerful. Troopers that they were eating. So. Right. But the song would have been better. Right. Had they spent a moment burning their dead, like just a pile of like furry Ewoks on fire. How terrifying and, would that have been for me as a child watching the cute, cuddly little murder bears like burn up? Look, this isn't about you. This is about storytelling, right? <laughs> so like, you know, and also like you could parallel the dead with the burning of Darth Vader. And then you have the Ewok song and then the Ewok song is okay. Vader's we celebrated. Helmet. What's that? We did see Vader's helmet burn. Yes. So like, but like if you, if the soldier, like if the rebels and the, you know, if you took a moment to, to do, could you imagine like the funeral pyre though? It's like, I just thought of like the Ewok who was stupid and hit himself in the face with the rocks. And he like he comes over to the funeral pyre and he's just ashamed of himself. He's just like, oh man, I suck. You're a horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> you, know? you are horrible. And he just goes and he fucks off. He just drinks himself into oblivion. He's like, right, and he spends the rest of his life like a veteran and shit. Just all like <laughs> Okay, so we're going to the fight scene, which I think I think <laughs> one of the coolest fight scenes is in the prequels, you know, duels of faith, but I think emotionally the best fight scene is in Return of the Jedi. Yes, I agree 10,000%. It's the only good 10 minutes in, <laughs> in Return of the Jedi it's is the conflict. Possibly the best fight scene or at least sword like sword sword scene in any movie because of the emotional the weight because of the whole like I want to save like I I I want to find the good in you but I don't want to become you. Like, I want to fight you, but I don't want to become you, but I think there's good in you, but I don't know if I can get that good out because yeah. you are trying to wreck my ass right now. <laughs> you know? Right. And like right. the emotional, because it's it's all three things. It's it's man versus machine, man versus monster, and man versus man at the same time. It's all yeah. three. What I, what I, you know what I really liked? What I, I agree. I, what I really liked about that scene is Luke uh, for a minute is Darth Luke, right? Like, Mm -hmm. when he like kind of loses the, the shit and starts going after vader but then he yeah. gets his hand and he realizes like oh shit i could become him if i keep right him. like i was actually just him for like a good three minutes there right like yeah and it's that age-old question of like is it genetic or did you learn it because he didn't learn from his father he wasn't around him he didn't even know he was his father but now here he is doing the same thing is it genetic is he yeah it was almost a passion killing him? right because he was protecting his sister exactly like, so right. is he destined to become like him? And then he chooses, no, it's kind of like, okay, so I have to do it. Uh, it's kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> oh. I was going to say it, and I was like, oh, shit, I really am about to bring up the Matrix. Wow. All right. Hang on, self-conscious and shit. But it's kind of, you know, the choice, like with, with Neil, the whole thing is, is it, you know, do you have free will or is there a deterministic system where, no, the circumstances you're born in dictate the choices you make? Right. And Neo keeps choosing to believe that he can make the choice, even though ultimately he's not correct in the world of the Matrix. But right. with Star Wars, Luke actually can because he is like his circumstances are leading him towards his father's his father's path. But he's like, no, 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 no. 
I'm going to go back. And that's what makes him the best character because it's that like, like I said, in the first two movies, he's a sniveling little shit. And in this one, he makes the decision of like, no, I'm going to have hope. I'm I'm going to put my life on the line to bring out the right. good in my father, even if he literally kills me. Or if he doesn't kill me, if the emperor kills me, if all of my friends die, I'm going for the good in him, not in himself, but he's going to pull out the good in his father. And that is what, that's the return of the Jedi, by the way. The return of the Jedi is not like the return of the Jedi order. The return is, is Darth Vader Skywalker coming back right Darth Vader being killed off by Anakin and Anakin returning to being a Jedi he's the Jedi that returned do you know I still have a revenge of the Jedi sticker that I got from the Star Wars fan club when I was 11 that doesn't surprise me at all yeah it was like it was the yeah because that was the original title but then it didn't make any fucking sense that I don't seek revenge right yeah but But to your point you're gonna make me cry The way you described that, you should have done the audiobook. <laughs> the Return of the Jedi audiobook. But see, like that's why to me, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Partly because again, well, you're describing four good minutes. You're, I'll, maybe seven. Maybe seven. You're describing well, seven good minutes. Well, also, it's like, a good seven minutes. I'm not. I'm not taking that away from that you. That movie came out, so that was my introduction to Star Wars. Like I was not born when the first one came out. It came out the year before I was born, and I was like three when the second one came out. But when mm. this one came out, I like was a person with memories and shit. <laughs> so like, <laughs> You're like, I had thoughts. Exactly. I was more than just a pile of goo. <laughs> you right. know, I could say things and remember things. And I remember cute color little murder bears. <laughs> and you know what? Also as a girl, seeing Leia be the one to tame them. Because remember, like Luke and Han and all of them and Chewie, they all came up and the murder bears were like, okay, we're going to eat you now. But Leia was like, hey. And they were like, oh, hey, what's up? And they like, they were chilling. <laughs> So I was like, see, the girl is the one that gets through. She was like, what is she? She was like, I have, food. And I have like, rice oh, cakes. I have now. rice cakes in my pocket. Hold on a minute. Exactly. And she just like sat down and chilled with one of them. And one was like, all right, she's cool. We're not going to eat her. She gave me some food. I, You know, she it's weird. I have box. such a vivid memory of that movie that I even remember the sound he makes when he sits down because he goes, my feet. And it sounds like he's saying my feet, like because his feet slip from underneath him. Uh, and he falls, yeah. And I when remember he sat that. down, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "My feet." And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I fucking remember that. And I love how like the so-called heroes of like Han and Luke totally get ca- Han, Luke, and Chewie get captured, and like they're getting roasted. They're getting spit roasted. They're about. To oh, did off. you ever hear? You ever hear that Sam? What's his name? Whitmer. Sam Whitmer. Yeah. You ever hear him describe that scene? I have never heard him say it. No. Okay, so on YouTube, he made that scene really uh, way better than it actually was. So there's the scene where they're waving the spears in Han's face and he's like, hey, and he's like, just give me a weapon. But the whole time that he thinks that, um, that you know, they're starting to, right before they uh, think that C-3PO is their god or whatever, and there's they're poking sticks at Han and he's like ready to draw his gun. If you remember, Luke is laughing behind him Mm-hmm. And he's like, Whitmer goes like, um, and again, for those at home, if you don't know, he's the voice of Darth Maul on the cartoon. Um, he said right there is when he remembers Yoda's lesson. It's in that moment that he remembers never underestimate something smaller than you. <laughs> and I was like, man, you fucking dork. I love you, dude. 
you know, and I was just like, and, he, and like he talked over it and then he played the scene. It was a YouTube clip I'd seen and be like, I was like, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right, dude. Can you watch sit and just watch all the Star Wars movies? <laughs> See, I have a feeling so I will enjoy them. Star, if you were to watch The Return of the Jedi with him, at the end you would be like, This is the best movie ever. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. You're right. <laughs> R2D2 was totally scanned when he walked into that thing. You're totally right, dude. Okay, you know what? You is aside from the opening. I've got you like loving the ending. So yeah, I know. I mean, I've, I, in fairness, no. I mean, I do. I already love the ending. I love the the Luke arc of it. I mean, Luke is fucking awesome. The moment he steps into Jabba's palace and he's like taking those uh, Gamorrean guards with his fingers, he's like, "You fuck off," and you fuck Which off, and he just also is a Vader thing. It's another callback to his father because Vader's the one who forced him. Chokes people's out, yeah, but he's yeah. just like, Bam. and remember, that's not a Jedi thing. Jedi aren't supposed to do that. Anakin did, and if you watch the Clone Wars, Anakin force chokes people, and they're like, "Yo, no, we don't do that." Like that is not a Jedi thing. That's right. what I that's technically it's a force power, but it's a force power Jedi were like not supposed to use because it creates harm. Which I don't really understand the difference yeah. between creating harm, losing a force choke, and slicing somebody's head off with a lightsaber. But okay, go off, um, right? Like. Like there's so many things. It's like, no, that causes harm. And decapitating them doesn't. Because uh, calling Mace Windu. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> because Ouch. Like you, you, learn, Ouch. you do melee weapons. Like, you you practice melee You leave fighting. Mace alone. He had the best lightsaber in the entire Star Wars saga. You leave Mace it, alone. Because it was purple? Yeah, it was cool purple, too. It was, but, like, did they ever explain why his kyber I crystal was purple? you were going to ask that. Okay, so do you want the in-canon reason or yes. the actual reason? Yeah. I want the official reason. Okay, so in canon, they and again, this is kind of a retcon. They made it in the Clone Wars so that the kyber crystal, the color of the kyber crystal is the color of the blade. So if right. your kyber crystal is like blue, your blade will be, be blue. Technically, different colors are supposed like green and like I don't I think this is an extended universe thing, but like green and blue are um are supposed to be like one of them's the standard color and one of them's stronger. I think blue is the stronger and then green is just like the standard. Right, because we you remember when we grew up, we always thought like, oh well the blue is for the good guys and the red is for the bad guys. Right. And right. and red is for the bad guys because the way a kyber crystal turns red, a kyber crystal is technically sentient. They uh, Sith Lord when they get there. So just like when you become a Jedi and you have to like assemble your blade, a Sith is supposed to steal someone else's kyber crystal. They're supposed to steal someone else's uh, lightsaber. They're not supposed. To, they're not allowed to use the one that they had when they were a Jedi. They have, they have to, to steal, steal someone, someone they have else's. To murder someone else and take their lightsaber and then bleed the crystal. Why it are they like a 70s thing? That's and Kylo's is Kylo's uh, flame is weird because his crystal cracked because he's not whole. Oh. So technically okay. there is canon for all of that. But the real reason why Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber is because Sam Jackson said, hey, can I have a purple lightsaber? And yeah, I know that part of the story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the actual I, reason. I, I, but, yeah. Um, he, I don't think he gets through an interview without telling that story. Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, um, I mean, it's that's interesting because like, I, yeah, I like it, it's weird to me because the way they do canon now. Yeah. Um, borrows a lot. You know what I mean? Like where you're kind of like, oh, man, you, you had to like retcon that after Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, Well, OK, I don't necessarily think that a lot of this is borrowed from Harry Potter. I think that when you're talking with sci fi, there are only so many 
Like there, there are things that are going to be completely fantastical and out there and crazy. But when you really get down to the meat and potatoes, like it's still the hero's journey. So there are some things that are going to be similar. Oh, yeah, you can't that's really right. get, no, that's get away from similarness. So what you're saying is stole from it. It's just a similar concept. So what you're saying is we don't have to wake up worried that John Favreau or Dave Filoni go wake up hating transgenders or nothing. Uh, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a force user. I don't have the power of force. Did you know that there's a force power where if and at first we thought that Ray had it in the last and um in the Force Awakens. There's a force power where if you touch an object, you can essentially see what happened to that object from like who else touched it, where right. that other person may have gone, and like what all happened the last time that that object was touched. And right. you can like actually trace so you can like that's what we thought was going on with the Force Awakens when Rey touched the lightsaber and it took her back. It's kind of, that's almost exactly what happened. There's another Force user called um, Quinlan Voss, and he will touch something and then he'll be like, "Oh, this is who killed so and so," and he went that way. Oh, see, yeah, I'm not all aware of all that stuff. That's like another yeah, module. That's a, it's a Force t- power, but it's a very rare Force power. Not like that's what we thought was going on with Rey when she touched um, Anakin's lightsaber. And it's also the only thing that makes any fucking sense if she's not related to the Skywalkers. Good. When she touched it and she got all those visions, how else would those visions have come? It had to be that force power. But it doesn't matter. Right. Apparently, Ray has every force power that has ever been thought of and some we never did think of. So there you go. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. I'm still confused by that goddamn movie. I mean, at one point, they're playing Pitfall. They fall in this fucking tar ball pit and they're in a what the fuck was that the snake yeah Ray, i got something to tell you yeah never mind yeah it's fucking stupid that movie well what he was gonna tell her it's funny he's because force sensitive right? when i saw that that's exactly what i thought i didn't think he was gonna tell anyone there i don't i know my experience of that movie was completely different from everybody else's because i never thought that he was gonna tell her he loved her i thought the whole time that he was gonna tell her he was force sensitive he was going to tell her, there's more to my character, but they don't give a shit because Kathleen Kennedy. And then he sank. Pretty much. Right. Uh, so, yeah. That but, poor um, guy. That poor what guy. I don't like about Rise of Skywalker is, Everything. okay, so force healing is a thing, but it's not, you can't, you can't bring somebody back to life that's dead. So Again, if it would have got Filoni and Uber, he would have, he would have fixed that whole shit. <laughs> that movie was a piece of shit too. But like, but like, like, okay, so think about it. There, if force healing, if you could bring someone back to life, we would right. not have had the prequels, which means we wouldn't have had Star Wars. Right, because he could have brought Qui-Gon right back to life. Not even. You would like you, we didn't even well, yeah, for one, he could have brought Qui- Qui-Gon back to life. But the whole the whole reason for Anakin turning to the dark side was Padme's death. Right. If he could, if there was a force power and he could learn it to heal her. Now remember, Anakin is space Jesus. If anybody's right. gonna have that power, it's gonna be him, right? Well, he Literally, might not have known it yet. Like he might well, I mean, I would say this. I would say that like the knowledge of his own abilities what might have been kept a little bit limited on purpose. Right, which is why by both sides, not just to. Palpatine, by both sides. They were both right, but, to him. Right, but exactly. Why did he go to Palpatine in the first place? Literally his higher reason for going to Palpatine was to save Padme to learn the force ability that would allow him to either prevent death or bring someone back from the dead. And no, but he had his own movie. Use. They're like, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. What? Yeah. I mean, that's the big, that really that's like, there's too many problems with that movie to that's the 
number one problem because the story it is, it is, stories, yeah, I'll go with that. Story of Darth Vader. It's six George Lucas stories. It's six stories of Darth Vader. It's, right. You get three of him being Anakin, and then three of him as Vader turning back to Anakin because Lucas. Would you like the sequel trilogy better? Would you Would you like the sequel trilogy better um, if? They were they weren't called episode seven, eight, nine. If they were just a separate story that the originals made cameos in, absolutely. You right. could have done a Star Wars story that had something completely different, but the, you still would have had to depower Ray because you right. can't tell me that Anakin is Space Jesus, the most powerful guy ever, and then have somebody just show up more powerful with no train with less training. Anakin I will tell you though, had I, like ten years of training, and he was nothing compared to her. And he's he, the guy who was literally made of midichlorians. I kind yeah, I mean that's a that's a different debate for a different Star Wars episode because I kind of like the there are two things I liked. I liked the original for when we came out of Last Jedi and she was like I'm fucking nobody. I would have liked that way better. And then you don't know the explanation. You know there is one, but it's none of your business. I like that. And just as a storyteller, but two, I I was kind of moved when she chose the Skywalker name and not just because she was a Palpatine or whatever, but even she just chose that name. Why did she choose? Okay. You brought it up. You were moved that she chose the Skywalker name. Why did she choose the Skywalker name? Why did she choose it? Because in her mind or in the writer's understanding of an audience's binary point of view when it comes to good and evil even though the the whole middle movie tried to try to give us a gray area it was either like you know what's your name ray ray what well no it's like i'm like madonna i just have the name ray right it's just like i'm share okay but why did she choose skywalker specifically because in her mind skywalker is good why because of luke skywalker the guy who kicked her off the island and told her to fuck off well, the ghost of Luke Skywalker came back and sort of in his fashion apologized, didn't he? Like he was just like, Yeah, don't throw your sabers. I was a, I had a bad day that day. I was stupid. Don't listen to so, me. Listen. Okay, but why would she choose Skywalker? Why wouldn't she choose Leia? Leia is the one who Leia's last name was um well, she was Organa or Solo. Why wouldn't she choose one of her last ah. names when she's the one who trained her? She's the oh, one that would have been you're right. That would have been better if she would have been like, What's your name? Ray. Ray what? Ray Organa. That would have been dope. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You just wrote a better movie. It would, or I think it would have been better for Solo because Leia was a Solo because she married Han. Also, Han is the guy, he's the original mentor that she had that died. Han was nicer to her than Han that would and Leia were nicer to her. And then also you have the Ben thing. So you've got three different solos in her life. You've got Luke, Leia, or not Luke, sorry. You've got um yeah. Leia, Han. And Ben, because now that Ben Ben got redeemed and became Ben Solo again, and we could have all debated for like the on next which 10 years which the Solo it was. Ah, exactly. that's a- so again, why did she choose Skywalker? Fuck Dave Filoni, you need girl get in the Uber, <laughs> get in the cab, and tell them again. Why did she choose? There's no in canon reason why no. she chose Skywalker. If no, you look go at it fix from her it. perspective, she should have chosen Solo, if anything, because it was Ben Solo that she redeemed. Yeah, and they gave his life I to bring her back. You. Because remember he died, and I'm or she had died, and then he brought her back with the you know stupid ass kiss, and then he died. So he gave his life to be to bring her back. So it could have been Ben Solo, or it could have been because of Leia Solo, who was the one who trained her, and she was nice to her literally every single time she saw her. Because the very first time she saw her, she met her in the Force Awakens, she hugged her and she trained her, and she was her she was her actual mentor. She's the one who 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 trained her in Rise of Skywalker. Give my friend Jackie a SAG card. (laughs)
<laughs> Give her a sad card now. And then in The Force Awakens, she was brought into everything by Han Solo. Yep. So she should, if any, if there was any name she picked, it should have been Solo. It shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been Skywalker at all. I'm not saying another word. You just shut me the fuck up. That was it. <laughs> Back to Return of the Jedi and the awesome. I, th- I think this is a good place to end the episode with you as the champion of the. You just blew my mind. That was it. You just blew my mind. There should be poems written about what you just said. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else you want to say on Return, or you want to? Not after that. Not uh, there's okay. not a fucking syllable I'm going to say that has <laughs> as much weight as what you just did. All right. I want this an edit of that. Like, I just want, like, just one. It's like, you know, just edit, just voice over the ending. What do you call it? And she's like, solo. <laughs> like, I just want that. <laughs> I just want that cut now. I'm sure there is somebody who can do that. Like, in editing, pick the. I'm sure I could do it if I just had time. I could probably do it, but I would do it yeah. in the dumbest ass, like, voice ever. <laughs> no, it's got to be her saying it. You got to pick up a, a part where Daisy Ridley actually says solo so that right. you hear her voice. Mm, man. I man, I bow to you. That was fucking. No, this the audience should even hear my voice for another second. <laughs> All right, tune in next time when we're gonna continue the Star Wars talk, but this time with somebody else in some other movie. I don't know what it's gonna be. We'll find out. They might right. not. You can find me at the end is nice show, and I'm just gonna be in the meantime. I'm be over there just shutting the fuck up. Just that's it. <laughs> when you're the queen, Jackie. If you like this episode. Do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yeah.